0: Welcome to another zelda podcast i'm david geisler uh i am one of your co-hosts today but today i'm joined with a very special co-host i have hazel here now hazel oh first of all hazel how you doing i'm fine thanks <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah. how are you i'm well i'm kind of excited because listeners of the show know that we basically met you at the video game summit episode almost two seasons ago i think it was now it was yeah. like two summers ago and here we it are was, in the middle of winter yeah
1: 2021
0: yeah fair enough oh Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skyward
1: Sword HD just came out.
0: Hmm, That's right. That's right. Well, Hazel, you have been such a, um, a, a productive and helpful person on the EZP team. You help manage our Discord and you help us with a bunch of stuff. And you've also appeared on a couple episodes, but they were always just like the quiz episodes where we'd have you guys, we'd have like all the different listeners um, just kind of record themselves and like, you know, answer their questions or whatever. This is the first time we have you on mic. Yeah, it's quite Exciting. <laughs> I'm excited too. So, um, tonight we're going to be talking. Tonight, I say, I always say tonight, but it's like 11 in the morning right now as we <laughs> record this. Um, uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about our favorite mini games. And we had a situation here. I'm going to do listener feedback in a second. But a few days ago on Discord, you actually reached out to me and said, Hey, my family's going to be in Chicago. Yeah. Um, just want to let you know, like maybe we could record something. I thought, Oh my gosh, this is, of course, we have to take advantage of this opportunity. And, um, I think you took the blue line in today and found your way over
1: the yeah. Took the blue line. I'm a little unfamiliar with the system here, but I, when I was in Washington DC one time I took the Metro there and it's pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. Basically. So even with my, uh, this new apartment that I live in, um, I'm using public transportation a lot more than i was was aware that i would be like even all the buses and stuff like that i used to basically just take the red line to school and that was about it um boy the like the google maps and apple maps transit mode is so helpful yes it is (laughs) Godsend. it is
1: so nice to have that technology instead of i don't know i'm just imagining someone like in their car pulled off to the side of the road Opening a whole map, just like okay, so then we turn there.
0: No, no, I I can't do that. One hundred percent have memories of my dad doing that when I was like ten years old. So this is like thirty years ago. One hundred percent, we pull over into a gas station. The map gets opened up, and he was he was a good navigator. But that's just what had to happen sometimes. Mm. And you're referencing where it's going. And then I remember in high school, I would um I I would go to like MapQuest.com on the computer. And you'd type in, like, an address you needed to get to. And then you would print out the directions and then bring the directions with you as you drive. And I remember even then, this is, like, late 90s, I thought, like, this is the future. We've made it. <laughs> we, it can't get better. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. You know, basically you say, I'd like to arrive here at this time on this day, yeah. reverse engineer the trip I need to take. It's so cool. Anyways, this is not an Apple podcast podcast. Uh, apple maps podcast is an azp or another a zelda podcast i'm gonna do some listener feedback but thank you so much for being here i know i know you had to to, to, to you know take the train in and everything mm-hmm. but this is really exciting i'm excited this is the first time that i've had a guest over in this new recording space all right listener feedback should we do it yes i only have three today because when they were going to jump into our mini games but let's see here we go listener feedback um, oh, this is a this is a, a review over on um, Apple Podcasts. We've been getting a lot of really nice reviews over there. It's always really nice to see, and I say it every time. But the the almost almost the best way to help the show um, is to just give us a review on Apple Podcasts and and the other ones too, Spotify as well. But they really really reviews really help the algorithms. Anyway, here we go. Um, this is back in December, December twelfth, of twenty twenty two. Mia Pona, if I said that right, says. It was neat to hear David read one of my YouTube comments. Oh, this is our listener feedback on a listener feedback. <laughs> it was neat to hear David read one of my YouTube comments in the listener feedback part of the show. So I got me an AZP T-shirt. Whoa! Thanks, Miopona. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing one right now.
1: I have one at home.
0: The um, I, I, I want to make more. We've basically just have the logo shirt and we have the like-like shirt. But even Celeste and I, this just happened organically in our last production meeting. Hazel, we were like, all right, it's time. We have to design a few more. I was thinking maybe one
1: get the one, the main logo.
0: So the main logo, I think we put them. There's one. We have one idea where maybe we put the main logo on the front, and then on the back of the shirt. I hope it's not rude. I hope it's not perceived as being rude. But like maybe on the front, it's just really small. Says another Zelda podcast on the back. It says like, okay, bye or something like that. (laughs) And then um, we had another. We had a couple other ideas where maybe we just do, the the link circle logo, and then maybe on the back it says another Zelda podcast and make it kind of like. A little more mysterious or whatever. Maybe we could have, like, one where on the back,
1: I don't know what would be on the front, but on the back it just says it's a secret to everybody.
0: <gasps> I love that. And maybe maybe it's just as easy. Here we are. We're doing a t-shirt it's production meeting right now. Yes. AZP
1: in the in the corner. In the corner.
0: And in the back it's a secret to everybody. So if people see you walking, they're like, what's that? That's cool. I'm into this. Well, you've inspired me. I might just okay, go make just, these. I might just go make these tonight. <laughs> just, just one more. Yeah.
1: Got to put... One we're on the front is ask me about my podcast. <laughs> That's what I have as my wallpaper. M- wallpaper like my, my lock my my lock screen on my phone. So if someone just looks at my phone, they say ask me about my
0: podcast. <laughs> I don't that's a deep cut, Hazel. That's a deep <laughs> cut. I made that wallpaper for our patrons uh, maybe two, three years ago, and it was a weird one. I just was kind of in a weird mood, and I thought, well, this is kind of meta and strange, and I'll just make a wallpaper that says that. And <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember you,
1: and I, I believe like you and Kate were talking about it on the show, just put it on a t-shirt, say, ask me about my podcast, so... <laughs>
0: And, oh, that's what it triggered the wallpaper. Yeah. Now it has to be a T-shirt. Nice that's what's going to happen. I'm going to move this mic just a little bit for you because so that when you're looking at me, we can get a little better levels. There we are. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There we go. All right, cool, cool. Well, okay, me opponent. thank you. Um, so I got myself an AZP T-shirt. I intend to start wearing it more in crowded public places. Cool. I wear mine all over the place. Sometimes when I listen to the podcast, one of the hosts will share a sentiment that describes the same way I feel. It's nice to be reminded that there are people out there who like the Legend of Zelda as much as I do? Amazing enthusiasm and dedication. Well, that's a really sweet one. Thank you, Miopona. Right. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked. I've never had an opportunity, Hazel, to actually ask you this, but how did you like on Mike? How did you find the show a couple of years back? Well, my first podcast, I
1: it was mostly around like COVID and lockdown and stuff. My first podcast, I was really into Pokemon Go, so I looked up Pokemon Go podcast, and what popped up was the Go Cast. and so I was listening to that for a while, and eventually I got tired of Pokemon Go, and I was like, you know, I haven't listened to a Zelda podcast at all, so I went on Spotify, looked up Zelda podcast, another Zelda podcast, and I was like, okay, we'll (laughs) we'll start with the beginning. Just... Listen. <laughs> That's cool. I love and it. And I great. got really into it and then I was like, hey, they're going to video game summit. And then I came up and then
0: Yeah, it was really that was special. That was a really cool moment um meeting you at the at the at the show. It was very cool. Yeah. I was
1: quite nervous and excited.
0: <laughs> we were too. That was a tough day for us, but I, I don't want to get into that right now. That was a tough tech day. But anyway, um all right, so uh ooh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Mind if I read it? Oh, you're welcome to. Absolutely. No one's ever asked before. I guess Kate and I used to go back and forth. How, do you, how, do you, how would you say that right. screen name? Kathousias. Yes. I'm into it.
1: Cathusiast Jeff, underscore Jeff. Your tent, sorry, your tent story reminds me of when I went camping with my brother maybe 15 years ago. It was a clear sky the night before, but I woke up at four in the morning in what felt like tornado weather. Everything in my tent was drenched. I was soaked and I was afraid my tent would blow over. So for about an hour, I stood against the wall of my tent to keep it upright. Worst
0: morning Oh. love the show keep it up <laughs> yeah. so this was this was yeah, i think uh, they're referencing um yeah. th- that tent story that i had in um maybe it was season 3 i think it was yeah. in fact Breath it was of wild versus reality, reality game versus reality yeah that was a fun one and i of course i had a blunder with my tent where i didn't put my rain guard on correctly <laughs> which was super embarrassing cuz i camp all the time but it was a new tent and i didn't really I, maybe i was a little over optimistic but then i definitely had a i had a a, a very wet night of sleeping And it sounds like
1: definitely had a an awakening in while camping, and those are not pleasant. An awakening meaning like a
0: critter runs by or something?
1: No, just there's water on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have had a critter run over my face one time. That was not pleasant either. But I don't know what it was, but it had many legs.
0: I don't I've never had. Yeah. Yeah. I have had a few of the tent situations where if you don't have it closed right, there was one time I was in camping in Southern Illinois and I kind of woke up and they were definitely not on me, but definitely daddy long legs all over the inside of the tent. And it was a smaller tent. That was a little creepy. I didn't love that. Um, Normally, I, I don't have an issue with critters. There was one time where I was sleeping. It was very clear something large was just outside the tent. But if you know, if you're responsible with how you store your food, and if, if you're not like, mm-hmm. you don't have open candy bars in your tent. For the most part, you're always pretty safe.
1: I wonder if Link would ever have any trouble with that. Just... Oh, I
0: think about that sometimes. Sometimes, okay, I have a confession. This is I wasn't going to talk about this. Sometimes I can't believe I'm saying this. Sometimes in Breath of the Wild, when I find one of the little like half tents just out there in the wilderness, sometimes there are people there. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes I crouch Link down and I go in it and I just pretend that I'm in like, that I I'm do in that there. too. What, you do it too? Yes. Oh, I feel so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> I just let my imagination run wild like, and I just pretend I'm in there camping. I mean, like,
1: if I saw something like that while I was just walking around, I'd be like, hmm and then I
0: would just crouch down and see what it'd be like in there yeah oh my I'm gonna take a screenshot next time and I'm gonna tweet it or something wow that makes me feel really good (laughs) because I I I thought it was like a deep I'm not that I'd be embarrassed about it but I would just like fully you know pretend that I was down in there okay I'd even like make myself a campfire whatever next to it sometimes yeah yeah, I, I've, I've done only like the bush camping thing once or twice, and it's pretty raw, and you definitely want to keep your fire going in those situations. But anyway, um, we have a final feedback here, okay. and this is from Allison Lyons, who's over on our Patreon page. Well, hello. Yes, um, Allison joined us for our holiday, um, our holiday happy hour video. And I think you were in the second one, weren't you? Weren't you? Yes, the I was in the second one. And so you, you might even recall uh, Allison on the screen. If not, that's perfectly fine. But she was there. So, anyways, um, Allison here says, "Great episode." And I don't know what episode's about. Oh shoot, we don't have it in the—we don't have it in the screenshot. But anyways, great episode. Since Ocarina of Time was my first Zelda game, the Great Deku Tree will always be one of my favorite characters and scenes. Absolutely brain-altering for a young child to hear its wisdom and see its death um oh, all yeah. and then like a sad emoji and a nose-blowing emoji also loved the patreon banner so cute and fun love being a part of this community green heart emoji well allison we love she allison's a bit new to patreon She's only been on she's only been on for a couple months and she's already been a really active member and so in fact she's probably seeing us right now so thank you so much allison for seeing us on our patreon video feed magical and uh, sword. a pleasure yeah the magical sword patreon tier with I the just, video feed i love the names of those tiers well, I knew we wanted three, and I thought, what's something that's kind of classic, and what's something that gets upgraded, and maybe only three times, and I was like, I think the sword in the hmm, first. Goddess White Sword, Goddess <laughs> Long Sword, Master Sword. That well, was three, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I thought, like, yeah. is this a little too vague if we have Wood Sword, White Sword? And actually, that was really fun to make those graphics, because I found the original bitmaps, and then I did them in the AZP circle style. Mm, yeah. It was really fun to make all that. Even that was... Uh, Boy, that was five almost five years ago. Now the time passes. All right. It's
1: 2023
0: now. Year of Breath of the Wild sequel. In fact, do you know what, Hazel? A little bit behind the curtain here. We're recording this early 2023 because of this opportunity that we have. But the truth is, it, this might be coming out around the time Tears of the Kingdom has just come out. Because I think this is going to be like a March or April. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom is May, Gosh, isn't I'm
1: it? I'm so excited for that game. But yeah.
0: I am too. I am too. I really am. All right, let us get into our topic. All righty. So favorite mini games, when we were chatting back and forth on Discord a bit and we were talking about oh what could the topic be? Pretty quickly, you were like, how about favorite mini games? Yeah. And uh, what what brought that idea to your mind? Well, <laughs> we've never really like talked about it and there's
1: so many of them and some of them are good, some of them are okay, mm-hmm. some of them are slightly frustrating, but um there's just i think
0: there's a lot to talk about for all of this stuff that's just completely optional yes yes i think the reason we never had a mini favorite mini games episode in the early seasons was because kate and i we kind of we didn't really talk about this too much but we often found ourselves skipping the mini games we would we wouldn't dive in too much so we would talk about we thought oh we don't know if we know enough about them now i've i've come to really enjoy the mini games over the past couple years And one thing that really made me want to do this category with you was that I, I, you might recall a few days ago, I messaged, I said something like, oh, well, do you want to do it as a top 10 episode or a favorites episode? Mm -hmm. And I got the coolest response ever. Hazel, you said, I even shared this with Celeste in our production meeting. Um, You said, no, no, I don't want to do top, I'm paraphrasing, but you said, I don't want to do top 10. I want to do favorites because I don't want to have, I don't want to be like held down to only talking about five. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because there are so many. So I think I've got, I have about five or six because I don't play many mini games, but I are some that I really do enjoy. Why don't we start with a few that you might have on your uh on your in your notes?
1: Well, the first one that I wanted to go into was the very first Zelda mini game money making game. I
0: have that on my list <laughs> organically, I have that on my list. Let's do it.
1: That was the first one I wrote down because it was like, hmm well, what's the first one that ever happens so what happens is like maybe like. In the, like, in the first game, you can go up, left, right, into the cave. You can get your sword, I believe. I don't know if this, this is first quest or second quest. You can go to the left, bomb a wall, and then there's money-making game right there. <laughs> um, the first time I ever came to find it was in the top right of the map, in the tree stump where you think it's a dungeon, but right. you actually go into it and... Um, old man is just standing there like let's play monkey making game i'm like okay um and then it shows three different rupees basically just the treasure chest mini games Mm -hmm. except you can lose more than 10 rupees if you pick the wrong one you can uh either get like 10 rupees i think uh get 40 50 rupees and then you
0: could also lose 40 rupees Here, let me um i rip, while you're checking something there i'll i'll speak to it a little bit i remember coming across money making i remember I used to call it game of chance because i didn't i didn't know any better you know you're 10 years old when you're playing this game but um um i played it a few times and at first i remember thinking Um, Oh, this is cool. Maybe I can really make some money here. This is great. I'll keep picking. And after four or five times where I like lost, 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 I was like, I'm out. I'm never coming back. (laughs) 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 It's there's no skill at all. It technically is is a is a a gambling model. Yes. And uh, and I I I avoided it ever since but i i also had it on my list because i wanted to acknowledge that it was kind of the first mini game ever and another thing that's interesting about it is that you know we've come to learn we've come to experience mini games with the legend of zelda in ways where sometimes there's a really exciting there's new graphics made or there's a new sometimes track or course uh, created for a mini game in a zelda game but this one was really pretty basic from a graphics point of view and from a graphics assets point of view. There's nothing new or special. It's just it's just the three choices. Mm-hmm. It's the normal room, and Which that's is, that. It's interesting because like that
1: style comes back later in other games, like just the treasure chest mini games. Where like um, I know in Minish Cap, there's the treasure chest chest mini game where you can like go into it, pick a chest, and then it doubles your amount of rupees, and then. If you pick the wrong chest, the game's just over, then you've yeah. lost. Um <laughs> I just I really like the um person who runs that game because he's like, You should not play this game. Don't don't <laughs> like get out of here. And they're like, Are are you seriously do you seriously want to play this game? And then you say yes, and then he falls over <laughs> and then get back gets back out and like, Okay, fine, don't say I didn't warn you. And then when you lose, he's like, see, see, I told you. Oh, my God. I don't gamble. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's almost like that's kind of a fun full circle play on money making game, isn't it?
1: But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but um, what I'm seeing is you either I believe uh, you either lose 10 rupees, gain 10 rupees or lose 20, 40 rupees or gain 20 or 40 rupees. I would definitely mostly just, like, when I was on, like, Nintendo Switch Online emulator or whatever, where I could just rewind. Oh, I oh would my gosh. Uh, do that a lot so that I could get, like, the magic ring to get the,
0: like, white tunic and defense up. How far would you rewind? Because I thought I learned somewhere. I don't really know exactly what I'm talking about. But I thought I learned somewhere that the randomization was decided as you entered the room, not when you picked the option but would you only have to rewind past the pick and then the pick would be randomized again? I don't quite remember. I think I would just rewind to before I entered it. Well, I think so. I think there's something about in the code where the stuff that feels random is actually decided as you enter the room. You know, there's like, mm-hmm. that's how they like, that's when they run their their random number generator or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it, it actually really, that's interesting if you're going to, like how far do you have to rewind time and space <laughs> to have that that element be random again? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, I kind of want to jump, to, I feel like it would be appropriate to jump to another very early minigame, one that I think affected the Zelda series in a fun way going forward. And I actually had this on my list originally as the quote unquote first mini game in a Zelda game. Was it in A Link to the Past? It wasn't, but I stand corrected there are plenty of mini games in link to the past i'm talking about a game in link's awakening and the error that i'm making right now is because re- you might recall from my stories like from the show i didn't play link to the past until just a couple years ago when kate and i had to play it for the review episode so i was thinking links Awakened pre i always think links awakening predates a link to the past yeah what do you think
1: um link's awakening. trendy game
0: Trendy game's great. I love it. But fishing game. the fishing game. Okay. I got fishing game and let's talk about it real quick. But I also want to dive back into a link to the past then. All right. Um, um, I, the reason I wanted to bring up the fishing game is because what I love about it is that the program, and I actually tried to I tried before our episode here, I tried to Google the name of the programmer that worked on it. But when you watch or read behind the scenes things about Link's Awakening, this gentleman's name will pop up a lot. And he went on to do some pretty interesting things at Nintendo. So I don't have his name in my in my memory right now. But um, the fishing game was created on the side. Like it wasn't part of the original game and he just did it as a project, the one programmer. Basically how Link's Awakening itself started. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you're right. That's a little kind of Russian doll model there. Yeah, it's like on on the project that's on the side at night, then this other engineer goes and codes Uh up more, pardon me, um, goes and, and, and encodes this little game and because he was also a, a fisherman and, and really liked fishing and worked it into the game. I have more to say about fishing games, but do you have anything to add? Um,
1: well, it's I don't really remember how the original was mm. because last time I played it was on the Switch, mm-hmm. but it took me a while to actually get the finer points of how to play the game down. Yeah. So... I didn't know that I was supposed to let go of the button at certain points, so like the big fish would kept keep getting away. I'm like, come on, I'm trying to get that piece of a heart.
0: And yeah. Uh, some, one of the big differences. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's fine. I don't have my. I'm being so unprofessional. I forgot to mute my phone. Um, <laughs> I'm also apologizing to the listeners. Anyways, uh, the the different some of the differences. So my first interfa- interface with this was the original <laughs> Links Awakening Links Awakening cartridge. Not even the DX. And I remember finding it. You find it pretty quickly there in that village you start mm-hmm. off in. And I remember thinking, oh, this is kind of neat. You know, cl- switch to a side view, mm-hmm. which for me at the time was pretty new. I hadn't had much experience with the Adventures of Link yet. And I thought that was kind of fun. And, you know, the holding the button and needing to let go, that's a metaphor for, because when you fish in real life, and I don't fish much, but when you fish in real life, of course, if you have a big fish, you are, you're kind of trying to tire the fish down. So you're, you're reeling in And then sometimes you actually let the line go again and let the fish swim a bit, and then you yank them and bring them back in. Huh. And so I think that A B, I think pushing and holding the button is supposed to kind of be a metaphor for that. I know, I. That's never how I fished though. I don't
1: know. Whenever I fished, I've just like cast it out, and then whenever I've got a hook, I would jerk it to Mm -hmm. like hook the fish, and then I'd keep jerking it while I was reeling
0: it in mm-hmm. so no you're absolutely right and, and for a fish you know let's just say fish under 12 inches long or something that's pretty much the way to do it but when people are fishing and they're they're working with you know you fishing talk about like the sea fishing or whatever but um fishing for real there's a little bit of give and play to keep uh because if the because if you are if your line is if the fish is really strong and your line is too tight the line It'll can snap. snap and i think that's kind of what happens in the, the links awakening fishing game too so there's actually a lot more going on there even though it's simple it's a simple, you know, are you reeling in or not? I think you can kind of push left and right to kind of pull and, and you know, kind of change the angle of your line. <clears throat> but it's actually kind of a really simple way, but also fairly accurate version of fishing in a simple uh, game. I also wanted to note, and I just want to say it now, even though we may come back to it later, that this gentleman who made the fishing game in Link's Awakening a few years later was also on the Ocarina of Time team. And yeah, the, the story goes, if, if the sources I've read over the past you know couple of years are correct, which I believe they probably are, the story goes that he also, the fishing game in Ocarina of Time or the fishing area in Ocarina of Time wasn't planned at all. And he definitely built that whole thing after hours on his own and then presented it. And then they were like, oh, sure. I mean, it's done. Let's put it in. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. And he
0: just loved it so much. And then, of course, that inspired the Twilight Princess fishing and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So even the Ocarina fishing game, I don't know if it's really a game, but you know the fishing experience even that was kind of a, a secret project that wasn't part of the original plan. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, let's let's go back to a link to the past maybe. Do you have anything for that? I don't have as much exp- I don't have as much experience with it.
1: Well, um the uh, first one that I thought of, which I don't think was really mentioned in the wiki that I looked up in, but the first one that I thought of was the one where you have to rush through a little maze in a certain time to get a piece of a heart and I oh, believe yeah. you have to get to it. This might be in a, in a different section of the map, but I believe you have to get through to it by going into a house where this brother, this person is mad at his brother. So he sealed off the door to his bedroom and then you have to blow it up with a bomb. And then you got the other brother's door and then... You talk to the person and,
0: like, get to the end before the time runs out. And You're one. I completely remember this. Actually, I remember this as being a little bit of a standout moment in the game when I played it. Yeah. Uh, and I think then you have to also basically, you can kind of move around the maze a little bit, but you can't really get to the end until, until you get, get the Pegasus boots. boots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: I tried it so many times before I got the Pegasus boots, and I was like, oh, so close, so close. I, nope, I can't. And that's Can't the thing.
0: They make you feel like you could maybe do it. It's close yeah. enough. You know, Sometimes in a Zelda game, you're, you have an obstacle in front of you and it's very obvious that you may not be equipped with the thing you need. But that one is one of those where you kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe I just cu- cut that corner. If I can get that corner a little yeah. faster, maybe I can make it. <laughs> but
1: um, I mean, there might be a way for you to be able to do it without the Pegasus boots, but I never found it. But once you do, they're like, okay, I think I'm going to go back to that now because now I can actually run really fast.
0: Totally. And then get the piece of the heart. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. exact same thing. I, re- I remember that. I remember that space. I came across it early in the game. It's like just south of Kakariko, isn't it? Yeah, maybe yeah, south, maybe a little east. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, well, let's see. We have enough time probably to do one more and then we'll go to break and then we'll do the rest. of We'll just kind of, we'll do a bunch of them and then I also have a few tweets from listeners that tweeted us just before we started recording. I'm wondering if, do you have a standout one you'd like to talk to before we go to break?
1: Um, I don't have any in particular. Mm-hmm. I have a few that I'm thinking of. Um, we could go to Ocarina of Time if you want. Yes. Yes, let's. Um, the first thing that pops into my head is bonchu Bowling. Sure. Yep. 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 Um, I would spend quite a while in there to try and perfectly line up my shot to place the bomb chute down and then get it to go into the hole to go to the next wall. And then I was like, why are there cuckoos just in the middle of the game, in in the middle of the floor? Am I going to have to run out of the shot because I keep trying to blow them up? (laughs) Um, Thankfully, I don't believe that happens, but it would be quite frustrating, but still quite satisfying when I would finally line it up and get it to like maybe go diagonally onto a wall. To me, it sort of felt like random. Would it go like to the left or to the right when it hits the edge? I agree. Um, But then you would finally get it all the way to the end and then you would get like a piece of a heart. And then later later, I think maybe a bomb bag upgrade, and then you would also get like bomb chews and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played that mini game so many times because mainly because it's one of the mini games that you play as Child Link, and uh, I only really played. I have a confession to make. I've never actually beaten Ocarina of Time. Whoa! Whoa! No! No judgment at all. Um. So. I would usually play, when I was playing games as a kid, mostly on the N64, I would play like Super Mario 64, uh, Ocarina of Time. And I would play for, in the case of Ocarina of Time, I would play the first three dungeons, get to Adult Link, maybe get to Forest, like get through Forest Temple. (laughs) And then I would like leave for a little bit and then I'd come back and I'm like, I don't quite remember where I was. so I think I'll just start at the beginning. So I would play through the beginning of Ocarina of Time so many times.
0: Yeah, my my younger sister had this almost exact experience. Every time she maybe 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 get to the Forest Temple, but there is a little bit of a lull once you enter old, uh, adult Link. There is a lull in the beginning. There's a little oh shoot, that was a timer, and I thought I had a stopwatch going out of timer. Well, we're just phone noises all That's over fun. this episode. Um, would you agree? Like you know, um, when you get through the Temple of t- 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 Time, and I think you're expecting, oh, this is going to be this, this amazing experience. I'm I'm going to be adult good. Link now. But you get out there and, and- I'm big and strong. N- yeah. No, no, everything's
1: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and there's you a walk good... out and then redeads and you're like, I'm, I just I cut to I re- I'm remembering this one section of a Terminal Montage uh, video, uh, Ocarina of time. Where uh, Adult Link walks out of the Temple of Time and it's like blowing wind, re-deads all over the place. And Link's just backing slowly back into the Temple of Time <laughs> and then busts through a wall
0: and runs screaming out. <laughs> that would have been me if I could have done that. I see. Um, also, well, also, I think, actually, I, I remember the one motivation that my younger sister would tell me about that she had as Adult Link would be she at least just wanted to get to Epona. And then, you know, if she could get to a pona and ride a around, she was set. The game was done. Yes. Just ride a around. And so she never got much past, you know, maybe, maybe not even uh, Death Mountain, which is perfectly fine. But I think a lot of people, the thing I'm kind of circling around here is I can totally understand that experience. I know some people that would only play as young, young Link back in the day, back in the late 90s. And I think there is a lull going into adult Link, as I just said. But I, and I think it does, you know, there's a good 20 minutes the first time you play that game where you're kind of like, uh, I don't I don't know if I like, I don't know if I want <laughs> yeah. this, I don't know if I need this in my life because <laughs> everything's really dire and you don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Um, Thankfully, though, you can freeze the re-de- Redeads
1: with the Sun Song, yep. which I know in those first few like uh, parts of like, Ocarina of Time, you would get the Sun Song and then you would go back and immediately just play this, play the Sun Song to freeze the Redeads because nope, I'm not going... Anywhere near those things, I would not touch those things with a ten foot pole.
0: <laughs> um, I hear you. The, the one, the final point I wanted to make was that even though there's that lull um, after the fourth, after the third dungeon before Forest Temple, once you go to Adult Link, um, I think from a narrative point of view, it was a smart choice. I yeah. think to feel that desperation and despair because everything's taken over
1: by Ganon. Now you probably have the courage to fix everything, the motivation to fix yeah. everything that
0: happened. And, and it's the new, it's the low. The thing is, so usually in a film, like the low point of a story usually happens at the end of the second act. If a film is three acts, you know, so usually somewhere about 66% through is when your hero finds time that the times are the worst. And you know, then they, they, mm-hmm. they find their way. And then the third act is usually some kind of triumphant narrative thing. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Cause in my opinion, this is a situation where if, if we could look at Ocarina of Time as the first act being uh, Child Link and then Mm -hmm. Act 2 and 3 being parts of Adult Link, it almost mathematically works out that way when you think about the dungeons, I just realized. Mm -hmm. But um, his low point is at the beginning of Act 2. And that's a challenging place for a typical narrative to have the low point be, if I may. (laughs) Um, I think we should go to break. I see... I see Dan in the window here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, we'll be right back and we'll keep talking about some of our dungeons. All right. Excellent. See you there. It's the first day of school and I'm walking around downtown Chicago with hundreds of other students. Everyone's getting back from summer break and you can tell that they're happy to see each other after a couple months. For me, however, it's been a little longer. Hi, I'm David, and I want to introduce you to Returning Student, a documentary podcast that I've been making about my return to a college that I left 20 years ago. I'm back in the same city, at the same school, the same student ID number. Everything else feels completely different. My fellow classmates are literally half my age. My professors work in my industry. Sometimes I wonder why I've come back at all, but then I get the opportunity to sit down with one of my professors and have a conversation with them, which uh, usually yields a little bit of wisdom. You can find the show on all major podcast providers, as well as our website, returningstudentpodcast.com. A lot has changed over the past two decades. Hello there listeners, David here. You know, the whole team at Another Zelda Podcast appreciates every bit of support our listeners give. And if you'd like to enjoy some extra content, we invite you to consider becoming a patron through our Patreon page. Sword members get a thank you on our website as well as monthly digital wallpapers for all your devices and the opportunity to participate in an annual meetup on Discord with the AZP team. White Sword members will get everything the sword tier gets, and also they'll get access to episodes a week early, as well as bonus episodes that we record specifically for Patreon. A new thing we're doing is monthly Discord meetups where we'll play trivia and hang out with you as well. Lastly, and this is our most popular tier, actually, the Magical Sword level, which includes, of course, everything from the previous two levels, but also gives supporters access to behind-the-scenes videos that we produce and behind-the-scenes extended video versions of every episode. Thank you so much for your time. Let's get back to the show. And if you're already on Patreon, we are so grateful that you're helping us keep another Zelda podcast vibrant.
1: You could uh, have a bunch of like, um, cooked stamina, stamina fish or stamina potions or whatever.
0: Um, but uh, my niece over the holidays, this most recent holiday time, she's trying. She's in the spot where she's trying to like buy her house over in Hatno Village, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Uncle David, how do I get the rupees? I just can't find any rupees." And I said, "Smash rocks and sell the minerals. Just yes. smash rocks and sell minerals. It's not the best like way. the other games.
1: <laughs> you can't find hearts or rupees. Well, you sometimes find like a purple rupee under a rock, but mm-hmm. I guess the minerals aren't very." W- aren't working quite as hard as they used to <laughs> yeah did you
0: um oh yeah, yeah you've uh, everyone's seen it at this point the concept art of having the Pakori and the minish in breath of the wild in the mm-hmm. first place that would have been very fun that would have been really cool but we'll save it for another day yeah i don't think there's going to be anything like that in tears of the kingdom it doesn't look there's no implication that there's going to be a, a scale size shifting or anything like that um no
1: I don't think so, but... Um, so we've got... The, I, I
0: did play this minigame. I, re, I remember it jumping off of... Um, the top Even-tide of Eventide Island. Egentide. I almost called it Everest Island. Eventide Island. And the other one that I kind of have fun with with when it comes to gliding is the one where you talk to the gentleman and you go up on the hill and he says, how far can you glide? Oh, I think that's like at the top of a Sheikah Tower. Could be, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. It is on the top of Sheikah Tower, yeah. Oh, I was confusing that with the one where you race up the up the hill. But yeah, the top of the Sheikah Tower. Yeah, um, and uh, one of the ways you can
1: get good, like get a good score on that one, is to use fire arrows in the air to light the grass
0: on fire and yeah, create absolutely. an updraft. You kind of, you kind, of, you basically like fire updraft hop. It's almost yeah. like it reminds me. This is dumb, but it reminds me of like the lily pad hopping in Majora's Mask. But it's it's very like. Mm-hmm. I've seen you know there are YouTube videos out there of people going all the way across Hyrule and getting to the other oh, side okay. and stuff like that, just hopping along.
1: I have seen like a YouTuber of iWatch like hack the game uh and like make it so that you can just have infinite stamina and when you're paragliding just go up and he was doing a section where they were doing that mini game they're like oh no i'm gonna land and then just
0: all the way up (laughs) nope that's great do you have any other breath of the wild picks um hmm there's the uh if i may the mini games in breath of the wild are kind of interesting because they're they're vague in that it's not like I go to the town and here are the five buildings that have the bowling and the arrow shooting and the whatever. That doesn't really happen in Breath of the Wild. It's kind of more like you come across these mini games by accident. It's like, oh, here's a weird rock. Uh, I guess I'm bowling now. You know stuff like that. Yeah. Um,
1: there's like two that I can mention quickly. There's the one where I don't know if this is a mini game or if it's just in one spot where you. you get open a door to get to a shrine or whatever but where you like throw snowballs there is yeah, a snowball yeah. bowling one right um the one that i was thinking of is where you have to pick a certain spot to put a snowball down to bust open
0: a door to get to a shrine Yep. but there is one and that's where... technically a shrine quest that one that was yes. like yeah basically you get to the shrine and getting the snowball to hit the door was really yes. the, the, you the, have the to task put, like
1: a cryonis thingy to get it over a yeah. ditch yeah that's um, right that's right um, but, uh, the, there's like snowball bowling and then there's the shield surfing minigame. Yes. With, uh, the one lady at the top of the
0: mountain.
1: I forgot her name.
0: Oh, I don't remember her name, but I do remember playing this. I remember my first Sell playthrough. Me. What was it? Sell me. Sell me. Um, my first playthrough, I did the shield, I didn't shield surf much on my first playthrough. I don't know. Just because it does take like a three or four. It's, it's kind of a, a Once you're used to it, it's not complicated Mm -hmm. at all. But when you're first playing the game, it's like jump, then while in the air, then push X, and then push, then hold R, like bring your shield out, then jump, then push, you know, it's kind of a Mm -hmm. thing that's not super intuitive to Mm -hmm. activate um, because you have to do it mid-jump and then push a couple other buttons. So I really didn't shield surf at all my first playthrough. I played around with it once in a while. So I I did that mini game once, and I wasn't good at steering or anything, and I was Mm kind of like, "Eh, I'm good, I think I'm out. But on my second playthrough, um, I actively tried to shield surf more just for the heck of it and I played that mini game tons of times it was fun yeah. it really goes for a while too you oh, like yeah. you travel i mean if we're just looking at like the longitude and latitude, depending on the ta- path you
1: take, which I think I took the wrong path a few times the first time I played it, oh, yeah. and they were like,
0: "What? You only got however many meters? That's rookie numbers or whatever." But it's it reminds me, you know, when you're shield surfing in Breath of the Wild, it almost reminds me of oh, I didn't have this on my list, but it could be an honorable mention. The uh, the river stuff in Twilight Princess, Easy's rapid ride. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Man, look at this. You have to use the bomb arrows to... Well,
1: that actually starts with you using bomb arrows to clear a path to get to uh, Lake Hylia. Mm-hmm. And then you can come back and like shoot pots and get a
0: bigger bomb back. Yeah, and that, that also is kind of like a long stretch, and it gets a little mm-hmm. epic. And to my surprise, when I played the shield surfing game proper, it kind of got a little epic. You know, you get down into the canyon for a while, and you really pick up some speed. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, wow, this actually is pretty neat. And... Breath of the Wild is just so beautiful and you can just look at all the stuff while you're zooming past and Mm. I know I agree and another thing that's fun about Breath of the Wild is that all of these mini games are happening all of them most of them if not all of them are happening essentially in the code of the overworld so we're not going into you know when we talked about going on racing back then they had to load a different area just to Uh have it happen. And so it is kind of cool when you're rushing down a mountain on a shield and you're like, Oh, all this data is just streaming in right now. This is still living inside the open world code. I think that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. You know, that you can embed all these action elements right there in the open, in the overworld. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll get to some Twitter listeners in a minute here. We have a few minutes left, but do you have any others that you'd really like to talk about?
1: Um, There's one in, uh... I haven't mentioned a Link Between Worlds. There's yeah. Octoball Derby in A Link Between Worlds where okay. you're playing, sort of playing baseball, except when you hit the ball, you don't run. You're trying to aim a bat that... So an Octorok is shooting, like, baseballs at you, and you have to aim your bat so that you hit different pots. And, um, yes. uh, like, it's quite frustrating at first because... You like only have the circle pad, and you're like, how do how am I supposed to aim like at that pot on the up, like the plateau rising thingy? Um, but you get like different rupees when you hit certain pots, and then you can hit a crab to reset all the pots, and then there are these crows that are worth like twenty rupees if you hit them, that are just flying around in the air. But um, wh- I think
0: it's kind of funny that they just put baseball I know. and a Zelda game. I know. I remember it too. And it kind of happens in that spot where in a link to the past, it's, I think where you get the flute or the shovel or something where there's the, the little guys like playing the song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like on the map, it's about that space. So when I was playing a uh, link between worlds of which I haven't beaten yet, I'm still only about halfway through it. I put That's... it down a couple of years ago. Um, but I was really enjoying it so far. I think I put it down to actually play a link to the past for the review episode from a couple of seasons ago, but I digress. Um, I remember going up into this area and being like, oh, I wonder what mysterious magical creatures I'll meet here. Like in the link to the past. And it was like, oh, baseball. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the proper, like the, the fences are there and everything. You yeah. know, this is really, I didn't know they had so much baseball in Hyrule, but, hmm. um, um, that's, that's a good one. And I also, I, I haven't experienced this yet, but I saw online, a lot of people were talking about, um, there's something where the cuckoos attack you and you have to oh, avoid them. Yes. There. I haven't uh, done that yet. Here, let me,
1: Cuckoo Ranch, I guess, is what it's just called. Yep. Um, there are different difficulties. There's even an endless one at one point, but there are cuckoos flying in at all different angles. And um, I don't know. I, I think there's like an older game like this, but the only thing that comes to mind is a minigame like New Super Mario Bros. where you have a bomb that you're guiding around with a stylus and there's a bunch of
0: fireballs on screen um, oh, and you're basically dodging. You yes, know, you're dodging of all the of them. And uh, that's like some of those side-scrolling shooters that get pretty intense. Sometimes half the mechanics is what you're shooting, but half the time it's more about like yeah. dodging the things coming at you. Maybe it's something a little bit like that.
1: Yeah, and um, and sometimes in this one, especially in the harder levels, there's just this giant cuckoo that comes flying in, and so <laughs> uh, that one's quite difficult to avoid if you're caught between. <laughs> To other just normal sized cuckoos.
0: I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that one when I yeah. when I dive back inevitably dive back into a link between worlds.
1: But yeah, um, and then there's I think yeah there's one more where it's basically an enemy rush treacherous tower. Okay. In Link Between Worlds, um, that uh, you go through and you fight a bunch of enemies, go to the next floor, fight a bunch of enemies. But the main reason I wanted to talk about it is because you are able to upgrade the two items that you aren't able to upgrade with like the mother. My, my thingy. If you find her, my, Mai my's, okay. Um, they are the, uh, lamp and the net.
0: Really? You can upgrade yes. the net.
1: Yes. The super lamp and the super
0: net. Well, a lamp, a lamp makes sense. Probably just gives you more light. Probably increases the radius of the light and the net what it can catch probably gets bigger. Is that? Uh, Well, it does more damage, (laughs) which is, you know, that's exactly how you upgrade a net. I get it. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's
1: see the super lamp. uh, It says, well, okay. This doesn't really have much on the wiki. The super net is obtained after link has acquired the net and successfully completes the treacherous towers advanced level. A second time. Like the normal net, it can be used to catch items and put them in bottles. However, it deals eight times the damage of the regular net. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And the uh super lamp is just okay. Yeah, but oh, the super fine. lamp de- actually uh does more damage than the normal lamp as well. And I just think it's because like I was I kept trying to upgrade those two and, like I wanna see what they they are, and you can't upgrade them. Um and, but there's actually a way
0: to upgrade them, which I think is really cool. That is cool. I was on my phone there for a second because I was I decided, you know, I have Twitter up on my computer, but it's a bit far away for me to read. So I I pulled up some of our mentions here on my phone. And if you don't mind, I'd like to maybe go through a couple. So what we did is literally just an hour before we recorded, I said something. I put a tweet out, said, hey, we're recording a favorite mini game episode in about an hour. Any shout outs? And we... Got a few. Oh my! Yeah, about five, six uh, replies here. Let's see what Neat. people had to say. All right. So first of all, the first one here is actually Ryan Kuhn, who um, produces a 6 show called Brothers in Law, and of course he's been on another Zelda podcast a number of times. Yes. He says, "Found this the other night. Golf in Breath of the Wild is only is the only one. It's only one course, but was fun and tricky as you do it with stasis." Yeah. Have you heard about this? I haven't. I never. believe. Uh, it's I probably a big boulder, and you're probably like shooting yeah, it down so a canyon.
1: Have, yeah, you have to use stasis and hit it with like a hammer or something. Um, I I believe I came across this. I can't quite recall it, but um, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind uh, that I can think of clearly is the shrine, where you have to hit the uh the boulder yeah. into the hole. It's like a, it's like the shooting range version, yes. the golfing
0: range version.
1: Yes, and I played that thing so many times because then there's an, another thing after you, like you do the normal thing to get another like chest or mm-hmm. whatever. I played that game so many times just because like I'm a completionist, I want to get everything. Um, and it took so many broken items for me <laughs> to finally get that one chest because <laughs> you but, do you have to launch further than the normal hole or something to get that chest i kind um, of remember this y- it, you go to a different area in the shrine oh is that what it was yeah. yeah that's not like the golfing mini game, but the uh
0: like the mechanics are basically the same yeah yeah i like that uh, we got one from Alyssa Perkins here, who was who's also on the show. She hasn't been on the show for a long time, but you might recall she was in the, I think her most recent episode was Most Bothersome Baddies from like season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives here in Chicago, and she said, there are a lot of recurring mini games in the series. Of those, my favorites are target shooting, fishing, and digging games. I especially love the Goron target range in Spirit Tracks. I have not played Spirit Tracks yet. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. It's fun once you get the hang of it. It's also a great way to make money in that game. Fair enough.
1: The I was going to bring up a shooting gallery one and uh, Phantom Hourglass, which is the other DS game. Yeah, which I play a lot because it's the best way I've found to get like ship parts in the game. Oh wow, um, interesting. Ship parts in Phantom Hourglass—they let you upgrade your ship to get like more stamina, aka hearts—and mm-hmm. they also make you
0: like look cool I, I guess yeah i remember and... i started finally getting some of like my like kind of steampunky looking parts and yeah. i was like oh man my boat looks awesome my ship yeah. looks awesome we got another one from caleb webb here and uh caleb says the baseball mini game in a link between worlds hey it's a modern I favorite but can't but can't not shout out the original nez gambling game oh hey we talked about that one yeah, too
1: money making game
0: i'd lose all my rupees in that game <laughs> so often link had a gambling addiction <laughs> would you like me to ring the next one I mean, sure. You're more than welcome to. I love this. So that'll be Nathan right here. All right. Let's see. I, I have not read these ahead of time.
1: Nathan Parkinson says, "My life, love, my wife loves all of the mini games and loves to spend lots of time on them. One of my
0: favorites is the star game in Twilight Princess, especially because the host dresses like Tingle." I almost had that on my list. I almost had Star Game on my list. Actually, we want you to do the final one too in a second here, but um, the phone may go to sleep on you. Um, so the Star Game. Kate and I have spoken about that game many times. We we have a like kind of a love hate relationship with that game. Mm-hmm. The yeah the guy who looks like Tingle that's fun. The lighting in there is kind of fun, and at first it is kind of fun when you're you're kind of spider you're you're basically in a cage mm-hmm. and you're spider manning back and forth mm-hmm. trying to get all the stuff. Um, and sometimes I have a ton of fun with it, and then sometimes I'm like tremendously frustrated with it. Yeah, it depends on the mood I'm in for like the day. all of the
1: platforms get in the way and exactly. Mm-hmm the wrong time or it's yeah. the right time but nathan i think that's a great that's
0: a great shout out um what is our final tweet there i think that's the last one that we've got. yes jack bro i believe b-r-o-u-g-h
1: jack bro says the beaver race and majora's mask and patches crazy cart
0: and the oracle in oracle of ages the crazy cart i'm playing oracle of ages right now i'm only on like the fourth or fifth dungeon so maybe i haven't gotten to that yet and the beaver race, I cannot recall the that beaver at all. race is uh, like around
1: the Great Bay Area. And you uh, do it so you can get a bottle so you can like
0: get Zora eggs and stuff. Interesting. And um, I think I do remember the beaver character now.
1: That, I mean, when I was playing Majora's Mask, it was quite frustrating for me because like I went to where people said the beaver bros were and I saw something in the river, and I was like, oh, that's an enemy. I'm not going to go near it. I went through the entire course of the beaver race, got to the end, I was like, where are these people? I went to the beginning. I was like, oh, that's not an enemy. That's It was them down the, in the
0: water. I, that's is, I, the people I'm supposed to talk to. I 100% remember this now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> forgot about those beaver guys. Um, yeah, that was great, too. And, and I had one more honorable mention, we were speaking about it uh, on break between the... Between the two acts, but um, I think you mentioned Rukuk You were like, "Oh, what about the what's the Goron dancing game in Oracle of Ages?"
1: Yeah, I, I a Goron dancing. Thingy. So I,
0: I've sorry. definitely played it. I played it when I played Oracle Ages the first time, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, and um, I am I just replayed that exact part on my 3DS right now with uh, uh, Virtual Console and it's basically a rhythm game. It's basically a rhythm dancing game. Huh. And the way it works is you have to push left or right or A or B to do, like in, like push A and, and everybody pirouettes or something, B and everybody <laughs> plies or something like that. And then okay. you left and right and up and down, um, there's this mechanic where you're moving around in a in a loop around the main huh. dance leader. So um, the way that it's unlike, so it, you could say, oh, it's like DDR, but just with buttons. But of course, unlike DDR, it's you do not have just arrows coming up a screen. Yeah the way that you're queued up with the move to do, I thought it was really kind of brilliant. So there's a bit of a mute, there's like a metronome going, like a kunk, kung, kunk, and then, they, then you have to do a move. And if I remember correctly, the leader in the beginning on like the second beat, they'll do the move, and then you have to do the move with all the other Gorons on the fourth mm-hmm. beat. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to blend in. They're basically, it's a little bit like the sumo wrestling in Twilight Princess. The Gorons okay. are like, you're not a part of our tribe yet. You got to prove it or something, okay. right? And you blend in with our culture. And so part of that blending in is by executing this this flawless, you know, like dance that they do. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you if the leader does the move, and then all the other Gorons do the move, and you have to try to do the move right. And if you miss once or twice, then it's enough where they're like, you don't you don't know us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get kicked out. But that was a really fun. I remember that being kind of a fun mini game. It can be a little excruciating because if you if you don't get the once you because you actually do have to use rhythm to play it. You have to feel the beat and feel the rhythm and push the buttons in the right time. Mm -hmm. Um, um, There's there is not an on screen indicator of when to push something. Is what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say. You know what I mean? The only indicator is that this one NPC is like doing a move, and you're like, okay, (laughs) that's the move I'm gonna do in two beats. That
1: kind of reminds me of like uh, Cadence of Hyrule, where that entire
0: game is just rhythm based 100 i had a hard time adjusting to cadence of hyrule i love the game very much but when i get in sometimes i just want to walk around and i'm like no 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 go to the rhythm go to the rhythm but it's all good that's that yeah. is a fun game well hazel i think we've done it i think we've made a pretty comprehensive collection of mini games here i hope so <laughs> if uh if people want to i've never asked you this before but if people well, certainly I do know this. If People want to stay in touch with you. They can definitely find you on our Discord channel. Managing mm-hmm. just about every single channel on there. I really, really about. appreciate the uh, the uh, energy you've put into it, and and how you've really kind of kept the community alive over there for AZP. What is your handle on on Discord? I think it has Hazel in it, right? Uh, well, I my uh
1: user it, my nickname on the AZP Discord is just Hazel. Um, Got it. My like Discord handle is like uncurable or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I should probably change that at some point because I don't really use it that much. <laughs> but um, other social media, I don't, I don't really have any other social media. Because, that's totally fine. I mean, Twitter is Twitter right now. Um, and then yeah, but yeah, that's I'm cool. only
0: really on Discord. So tremendously active on Discord. I'll, I'll, <laughs> just about every production meeting. You know, I know Celeste gets in there a little bit. Shane helps us out a lot in there as well. I'm only able to dive in once in a while. And just about every production meeting I have with Celeste, she's like, well, did you see actually Hazel did this and Hazel's taking care of this and he did that? And I'm just I'm just so grateful for how you've kind of contributed to this AZP family. And it's really, really great. And I'm also really grateful that you were able to be in Chicago this weekend. This is really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. This is like my first non quiz episode, like first full like uh, podcast episode that I'm doing. And i sitting at the mics and talking mm-hmm. about Zelda. Yeah, yeah
0: it's Nice. It's been it's been really cool. It certainly is it was a bit of a surprise and, a, and an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the blue line in and coming here. Um, if people want to find me, I'm I'm at Raptor Paint on Twitter and Instagram. The show is at Zelda Pod on Twitter, at another Zelda Podcast on Instagram. You can just go to our website, another podcast.com We have links to all the things and the places and the whatnots. Just Google it. Yeah, or you can just Google it. I have done that and basically all the things show up. Another Zelda Podcast. It's a pretty Googleable um, podcast title. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there it is, Uh, Hazel. Thank you so much. If we ever, if you're ever back in the city, certainly let me know. And um, this was a real treat, and and I really appreciate it. Oh, how do I set you up? So, so um, I guess, uh, I guess the next time you're in the city, uh, we'll get together and record then. And I look forward to it. Okay, bye. There it is.